Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby. Be better. Stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here with our good buddy King. Finally got the, the pointing down. Um, I see you got the you're getting ready for Saturday, Saturday night. Absolutely. I see you as well. You yeah. know, getting ready. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be an inch. It's gonna be cold. They're they're calling for flurries. Yeah. They're calling for flurries, which I think that'd be okay. Possible, they said, but that's earlier in the day. They said okay. there might be flurries earlier in the day. Uh, going to be really cold. Uh, by the time the game happens, which is eight p.m., yeah, uh, it's going to be about twenty-four degrees. Uh, you know, just uh, we're we're trying to we've kind of figured out the logistics. We're gonna we're gonna trust New Jersey Transit. Yeah, it's probably not the best thing, especially if you ask. Uh, <laughs> Old uh, Frank the Tank over there from Barstool, personal friend of mine, by the way. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, no, I've known him for twenty. I've known him long before Barstool. Oh, yeah? So, uh, not that I'm trying to get a rub. Hire me, Barstool. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, because uh, uh, he notoriously has a a running beef with New Jersey Transit. In fact, that's how he got hired by Barstool. Uh, so, uh, so we're gonna trust it. We're okay. gonna trust it going to to MetLife. Yeah, because uh, we we do plan on doing a bit of the pre gaming, as yes. they say. Yes. Uh, so kind of driving there maybe not be the you know the best idea. So uh, we're uh, but I, I'm looking forward to it. Layer up, you know. I got uh, I ordered uh, some uh, some long johns. I ordered some new gloves, some okay. nice new heavy gloves, uh, and uh, and I'm layering up, baby, because uh, that's uh, just that's just what we're going to have to do, you know, and. Uh, and it'll be a lot better if the Devils actually show up and win. We've won two in a row now. Uh, we beat Seattle. We beat uh, Nashville on Tuesday. So going on a good bit of a roll here, getting into the end of the week. 
and uh, and hopefully we can keep that up uh, uh, going into Saturday. Unfortunately, with us, we're actually getting bitten by the the, the injury bug a little bit here. Um, we have Rustolini, I believe they they pronounce his name. He's one of our better defensemen. He's out pretty much a long term um, long term yeah. injury. Uh, Forrester, I believe they said they're they're hoping he'll be back for the weekend. Um, but as far as the Flyers, the past, I'd say past couple weeks, I've been watching them. It seems like as long as our, if Emerson's is starting in net, cause I'm not, obviously we don't know who's starting yet. If Emerson is starting in net, he needs to get some confidence, uh, saves. And it seems like once he has that, we're gold. If he gets rattled just a little bit, it's floodgates are going to be open. Well, because that seems to be, uh, well, I mean, that's a big problem uh, with the uh, Flyers and the Devils is that they both seem to got bit by the uh, sexual assault bug um, <laughs> yeah. between uh, Carter Hart and uh, McLeod and Foot here for the Devils. Uh, so they're all having a great time up in London, uh, Ontario, Canada there. And, uh, well, uh, well, we'll see how that ends. Doesn't look good. No. Doesn't look good by the evidence and by what the people are saying. Again, innocent to prove guilty. We're not going to say anything like that. You know, like. Allegations have been like, let's all remember Duke Cross. Let's all remember some of the other stuff that has happened with allegations that came out to be not true. However, doesn't look good. <laughs> so, uh, you know, all these talks about, oh, man, you hope Carter Hart kind of turns it around and, and uh, you know, starts getting consistent in that, which is kind of funny because he seemed to be actually getting consistent in that this yeah. year. Uh, and then, uh, whoops. And I, uh, I think I, I, I read somewhere or heard somewhere that, the case isn't even going to be heard till 2026. It's it's a couple of years away. I I don't I don't know. Uh, I I haven't seen too much on it outside of the fact that they were brought in and and formally charged. Yeah. Uh, up there with the uh, with uh, the uh, uh, actual uh, SA crimes. I'm not sure if we could say sexual assault or, or we'll get banned on YouTube. I, I don't know yeah. what the new rules are for for any of these things. Um. But, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know whenever it's going to get done through the courts. If it's anything like the Canadian healthcare system, they'll be, the case will be heard in like 2034. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I have no idea, but, uh, either way, uh, I, I, I don't see, uh, I mean, clearly they're not going to be playing until the case is heard. Well, yeah. And then even if the case is, uh, if, if they're, if they're acquitted, if anything like that, like you're talking about, that's going to be two years, three years out of hockey. Yeah. Uh, and and they're still going to have the stigma on them. So who knows uh, if if they'll ever get anything back? But uh, man, it's just uh, you know, people make very poor choices in their life, yes. and uh, and uh, at, at, at some point you have to realize, even even uh, even if they are. Uh, proven innocent, even if they are not guilty, whatever the case is. Uh, at the time, it, 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 this is this is for everybody. Just if you find yourself in a, in a bad situation, if you find yourself in a situation where you're like, I'm not sure if I'm quite comfortable with what's going on or what this looks like. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like just get. And if you don't, then unfortunately you're going to be complicit in whatever happens and uh, and whatever unfortunate things are going on. But like if you're like. You, you have to have the ability to see a situation being like, you know, this doesn't look good. No. You know, if I'm a, if I'm somebody from the outside and I'm looking at this, 
this doesn't look good. So I'm going to remove myself from this situation and and uh, and just go about my day. It, it's, it's, um, it's common sense, you know, like you said. You know, if, if it doesn't look good, use your common sense. Get the hell out of there. No matter what it is, even if you think it's fun or consensual or anything like that, but I'll tell you this. If it looks like or feels like it's the beginning of a porno movie, leave. Yeah. Because it's it's not it's just it's 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 not gonna be good. Yeah. It's not gonna lead to a good time. Uh and it's just it's it's just not good. Just just leave. Trust your instinct, trust yourself. Now again, if you're a scumbag, yeah, and you're like, ah, I see nothing wrong with the situation, well then I mean, then this is what you get. Yeah, you, you deserve to, so, to get what you get. Right. So, you know, we'll see. But anyway, Enough of that. That's a that's all a conversation for another day. Now, uh, I mean, Willie Gay from the Chiefs during the parade looked like he was uh, having a good time. Did you see that? Uh, that was the gentleman I saw laying on the street. Correct. Uh, he was running barefoot, shirtless, <laughs> down I guess in front of the the parade bus and everything. <laughs> that's how you. First of all, first of all, that's how you get ringworm. So. <laughs> You know, get some shoes on. I, At least socks. I, I At just, least socks. I find it funny that that comes out, and a few few minutes before that comes out, that Travis Kelsey did not have any beers, but he was carrying um, tequila from 1942. So he was having some tequilas. And a couple of days ago, Andy Reid, I, I, you know, made us made a, a quote or a statement. You know, maybe we should dial it back this time around. You know. Take it easy, and I guess the boys said, "No, nah, we're taking a step up." <laughs> well, have we seen the Kelseys? Like just, just in in normal circles. I mean, listen. Let's look at let's let's look at uh, let's look at Jason. Yes. Let's look at Jason. Not even from a Super Bowl parade. You know, the classic Philadelphia Super Bowl parade that yes. they had in twenty seventeen. Yeah, take him out, uh, or twenty eighteen. Sorry, early yeah. twenty eighteen. Um, you know, just let's just look at him for the last couple games where he was supporting his brother Travis uh, in. Uh, in uh in buffalo uh and in baltimore and and at the uh the super bowl yeah uh which we will talk to about in just a little bit here uh and then the after party as well uh moderation <laughs> is not in uh the kelsey's at, at least in jason's at least in jason's <laughs> Cause not, it, well, not in Travis's either. Because it came out that Jason found that uh, luchador mask on the ground and said, I'd be uh, breaking the law if I don't put this on. <laughs> but see, here's the other thing, too, is that let's say that was you or not. Yeah. Uh, hanging out at the bar, whether it was Stan, Sununa's, whatever, somewhere around there in Wilkes-Barre, some bar there. Okay. And we found a luchador mask on on the floor in one of these bars. Yeah, we would fight each other to see who was going to put the mask on. <laughs> I mean, so I get it. Yeah, like I understand it. But if he found it in one of the casinos of Las Vegas, compared to one of the floors of Stan Sanunis's, yeah. I would wash uh, it first, or at least put a plastic like bag inside of there somewhere, so it's not completely touching my skin. Listen, I'm I'm actually I'm going to make a statement here. 
I would say the floor of a Las Vegas casino is cleaner than anything in Wilkesburg. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there into the world. Everybody else, make of it what you will. Uh, but that's that's what I'm going to say to that. Uh, okay. That's just what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, no, Jimbo, there was a football game that happened on Sunday, uh, the well, last be- one of the year. Before we get into that, but like to make another statement about Jason Kelsey. Uh, okay. You love talking about it. That's your oh, boy. That, that's that's your, my that's boy. That's your man crush. Actually, there's two that's things there. I want to bring up before the Super Bowl. This one first. Um, so everybody, I'm pretty sure everybody saw the dance moves. Jason with the luchador move, uh, mask on and everything. He was having a time. That was, I, I think I'm allowed to say this. I, that was such a white boy dance move. And no, 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 no. See, here's the thing. It's not, it wasn't a white boy dance move. It was a drunk white boy dance. <laughs> That's true. Okay. There, there is a difference. And if you watch it, you know it. You get it. You see. You've seen a million drunk fat white boys dance just like that. Yeah. If they're not drunk, they don't dance like that. They dance maybe a little bit differently, a little bit slower, a little bit more, maybe with even a little bit more coordination sometimes. But me and you, you know, enough Wilkesbury St. Patrick's days, we've seen plenty of fat drunk rednecks yeah. <laughs> dance just like that that's true um most of them wearing overalls as well yeah well i guess they they had their new heights episode today um and they had kylie kelsey on it and they were talking about jason's moves bless her heart oh my god the, the, i love jason but the more he is on videos the more i'm like how do you deal with this without drinking right but uh Talk about his that's dance. How, that's how I feel about Jackie. Like, I, I really do. Like, you know, the, 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 the more Jackie's with me, the more I feel like I just turn to her sometimes and I'm like, how are you still with me? <laughs> yeah. With, with, you know, just how I am. You yeah. Know? But, uh, but yeah. So they're talking about his dance moves and Kylie said to Jason, yes, Jason, I seen your hip thrust moves. And Jason responded, I hope so. We had three kids together. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny I, I didn't see the video i just saw the quotes of it but i'm definitely gonna watch that this this weekend this friday that's pretty good that is um, pretty good and, i saw uh, this question posted on, on x twitter whatever it's called nowadays obviously brian dawkins is one of the most beloved eagles player from you know by the fans do you think jason kelsey has overtaken that now, I know you're not uh, an Eagles fan, but... Bias. It's a, there's a recency bias, I think. Okay. Uh, so, I think if you ask, like, a majority of Eagle fans now, I think, Kelsey, the needle would go more towards Jason than it would Dawkins simply because Jason is now and Brian Dawkins is a little bit from the past. But Dawkins is one of those... Dawkins is a player like... Reggie is a player like... Randall, he's a player like uh, uh, you know he he's he's one of those like I would go even so far as because you still see Ben Derrick jerseys yeah every now and then spotted in Philadelphia so yeah. like he's one of those players that is in Eagles lore okay like he's beloved by the city so much that fifty years from now you're still going to see five or six people at an Eagles game wearing a Brian Dawkins jersey. That's just, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. You know, so uh, 
I would say at this moment right now, yes, I think Jason is the more uh, known and appreciated and loved figure of the two in Philadelphia. But I think that's more to, again, recency bias than anything yes, else. That's just, true. J- Jason is happening now, now. Yeah. You know, and Brian is, you know, from, from you know, uh, a little bit ago now. It's, it's been yeah. a while since Brian retired, you know. So, and I got one more question for you. Okay. Who was drunker? Jason Kelsey or Taylor Swift? That bitch was yeah, that's, hot. That, that's tough. She was God, yeah. ossified. See you later. She was. I've listen. I, I have my my wife Jackie, huge Swifty, loves Taylor Swift. So by proxy, I'm Swifty adjacent. So I see all the pictures, all the updates, everything she does, all the stuff that she's done in the past. I have the whole history of Rolodex. It's all been explained to me. The way I explain the NFL and the history of the NFL and history of sports and hockey and football, all that stuff, how I do that to her, she's done that with Taylor Swift to me. So I have everything there. Okay. Of all the times that you see Taylor, like, out where she's been drinking or having a good time, like, you know, last year she went to some weed restaurant that was, like, had a tea and cheese stuff, so she was rolling a little bit, you know, uh, she's gone to a couple of bars sometimes to celebrate her birthday, or she was at Stonewall a while ago when she was absolutely ossified, drinking her own songs and doing stuff like that. So you've seen Taylor Swift every now and then kind of in an inebriated state. Yeah. Brother, I can tell you, I've never seen that blonde woman as drunk as she was even before the celebration. Yeah. Like, Blake Lively had to hold her up in the, in the suite. Halftime, by, by, by halftime. Yeah. Because she was like, whoa. I mean, and to her credit, she slammed whatever she was drinking, whether that was some kind of liquor or wine. I think it might have been wine. Okay. Because uh, I don't think it didn't look like beer. I'm just going to say it. But either way, she chugged that shit. Yeah. And slammed it down when they put it on the big screen there in the stadium. That wasn't on TV. That was just in the stadium. So, uh, <laughs> again, that's a big appreciate there to Taylor doing a chug. On uh, like like a like a lineman at a hockey a hockey game, you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, good, good, good for her. I want to say one thing about Taylor. You know, obviously everybody knows my stance on Taylor musically. Um, but I want to give her credit for when game got over, they go down to the field to you know meet up with Travis and, and the, the the trophy presentation, all that stuff. Right. I'm pretty sure you saw the video. She she was protecting Mama Kelsey. She had the the, the arm. She had Donna's arm in her in her arm, just like you know, walking her all, all nice and everything. She might have also been using her as a crutch <laughs> to stand up. <laughs> well, but then also though, once they once they both saw Travis, she stepped back, said, "Mama, go and, and let." Oh, when he came off the stage to go, yeah, yeah Mama got the hug first. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and here's the other thing too. I think. I think Travis knew to do that as well. And and listen, if he didn't, he might have gotten killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from everybody. But I and I think that's another thing too, because all the Swifties were like, Oh yeah, see, he gave he gave mama you know, you always give mama the love first. Yeah. You always give mama the love first. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, mama gets the love first. Always. Yeah. That's that's just the rule. So again, that was a good move by Travis. 
And then, you know, right afterwards, he gave his mom the hug and he went over. He's like, come over here, baby girl. And it's like, <laughs> here we go. Now it's on. Now it's on. It's ready to go. So, uh, so and, and you, 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 you didn't get your, uh, you didn't win your, your bet there with uh, Travis no, proposing. No proposal, but I also said he'd had to get the game winning touchdown, and we were this close to getting it. Yeah. We were this close <laughs> to getting it right at the end of the game. But uh, let's talk about let's, this let's game, go. Jimbo. Let's Super go. Bowl 58. Uh, boring as shit for three quarters. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. I mean, this I, was a boring game. I was contemplating putting the game because halftime, my wife went to bed. Halftime, she 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 finally went back to work. Um, her Dak Dak Prescott ankle is doing well. She's, she's not, healed up. She's good. She's off the IR, ready to go. All right. I would, you know what? I would say she's in the uh, the the practice window because she's she's on light duty at work. So she's so like she still okay, can walk right, around yeah, and everything. So, just, so she's she's doing walkthroughs. Yes. She's doing walkthroughs. Yes. Yeah. All right. You know. <laughs> and she's gonna kill me. That I keep on. <laughs> Uh, comparing her to Listen, a football it's injury. It's the best way to explain it. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, when when it comes to stuff like this, it's the only way we can explain. It. Yeah. Um, so she went to bed. My son, he stayed up for a little bit. I think maybe after the first drive when they went to commercial, and he's like, "I'm just gonna go, go upstairs." I said, "If you want to go upstairs, I understand. It's boring." He goes, "All right." So he went up and played on his computer. Um, I contemplated putting it on my tablet and playing hockey while I have it on my tablet, and right. I was like. No, no, you know, I'm off tomorrow. I can stay up late to play uh, play hockey tonight. And uh, I ended up doing that. I ended up putting it on my tablet and playing a little bit of hockey. And then when it finally decided to go, okay, I guess we'll play now. I was like, hockey off. The guy's <laughs> and put it back on. Um, yeah, what a boring, boring first three quarters. It really was a boring first three quarters. And then... Then we had a game. Yeah. Right? Then we had the uh, we had we had the fourth quarter happen. Uh, finally started got it getting interesting. Finally started getting some points scored, some momentum from from uh, from different ways there. Uh, and and this will go down as a, as one of the better Super Bowls remembered simply because of how it ended. And I think that's that's the thing we got to remember. This wasn't a good game. This wasn't a good Super Bowl, but it was a memorable Super Bowl. Yeah. Simply because of the fourth quarter and the overtime, uh, lots to unpack there. Um, some decisions made both in regulation and overtime. People been questioned. I mean, again, as with anything, it's going to get picked apart and analyzed and questioned over and over and over again. It's going to be ten million different opinions about what people say or think, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, if this and that happened, if that could have happened. Listen, if CMC doesn't fumble on the first drive. San Francisco might win this Super Bowl. If Moody doesn't miss that extra point, yep. San Francisco might win this whole thing. Like, you know, there's there's 10 million different things that can happen uh, that says whether or not something uh, something good or bad will happen. Um, I'm interested on your take. Now, we all know how we take the take of the first three quarters, yeah. you know, snooze fest. But what was your take on this game as a whole uh from from an analytic standpoint there Jimbo well the first first thing I want to say and I, and I I've been uh, on a hard stance on this about Brock Purdy I even made the statement at halftime to to you guys that this game feels like it should be 30 to 3 and it was only 
what was it, 10 or 9, 9, 9 3? It, it was. Put that on Purdy. I don't know. Put that on Purdy at all. But if he's. If he's the, the the elite quarterback that everybody wants him to be, he should have been able to take that game over and not just get just field goals or just get it down to and then have the the, the Christian All McCaffrey right. fumble. All right. Well, Christian McCaffrey shouldn't have fumbled the ball. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of drops by his receivers. Yeah. Uh, and and also you got to give credit to the Spags defense. Like Spagnolo knows what he's doing. Like there's a reason why they just extended him. Yes. Uh, again, which if you're in an AFC, you're just like, fuck, <laughs> uh, you know, but you know, cause it seems like the chiefs are just putting a band back together. So yeah, they may only lose one or two pieces. Uh, and, and again, and a big piece of that chiefs defense is, uh, is Chris Jones. And apparently at the parade, he was uh, saying, I ain't going anywhere. I'm going to stay here forever. To which his agent on X then said, Somebody cut them off. Stop giving them alcohol. <laughs> shut them up. <laughs> there was a couple of players that said that. Position here, Chris. It really hurt himself. <laughs> uh, so, but I mean, it seems like they're just going to run it back here, uh, and maybe just add, you know reload. Maybe get a couple different. Maybe add some wide receivers. Clearly, yes. <laughs> get rid of Kadarius Tony. Maybe um, you, know, you know things like that. Kudos to him. He hasn't said anything since the Super Bowl, he so maybe said maybe yet. he learned. <laughs> I don't know. Did it? Was he at the parade today? I I wouldn't think so. I don't think but so. <laughs> I, I haven't seen anything like that. I'm going to have to do some research to see yeah. if he was actually at the parade or not. Back to the original point of I can't. I'm not putting any of the. Uh, uh, well, I'm not putting all of. Let's say that. Yeah. I'm not going to put all of. San Francisco's uh, offensive troubles, if you will, or or inability to 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 put the ball in the end zone uh, on Purdy. Like I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's fair. Uh, I think he played well enough. I think he played as well as as any other quarterback would uh, uh, against the Chiefs and how they've been played. Listen, the MVP of the league. Did not play much better in the AFC Championship game against this Kansas City defense. No. So, like, like you know, it, this isn't a case of where oh well, Brock Purdy's just not the guy. Well, if that's the case, then Lamar Jackson's not the guy. And like, I, if, if we're going to start saying that kind of nonsense, yeah. Uh, and I don't think anybody's ready to say that. I think people don't want to. I think people feel more comfortable saying that about Brock Purdy because he is Mister Irrelevant. He is in his second year. Uh, you know, uh, he has, a, but, but here's the thing. Like they talk about Purdy and his weapons. Lamar had weapons on his team. He had Zay Flowers. He had Odell Beckham. Like he has these people. Yeah, but Odell's like, he had Mark Andrews. Like, you know, they're like, let's look at, let, at Purdy. I mean, like, again, he had CMC. He had Debo Samuel. He had George Kittle. Like it, we're, we're, we're arguing about the same things here. You know yeah. what I mean? So to sit here and say, that well, that's that's see clearly. Brock Purdy's not the guy. Well, Brock Purdy's not the guy. Then Lamar Jackson's not the guy. Yeah. But nobody's going to say that. Nobody's going to. Nobody's willing to put their foot out there and say that. So, my all I'm saying is, if you're not willing to say that Lamar Jackson is not the guy, then stop trying to say that Brock Purdy's not the guy. Brock Purdy again. He's in his second year. Uh, two straight 
NFC Championship game appearances, one NFC Championship, a Super Bowl appearance for a guy who was what two sixty two. So, yeah. you know, uh, I, I'm I'm not going to throw this kid under the bus. I think he played well. I think he played as well as you could uh, uh, against that defense. I think there were a couple plays that they missed, yes. uh, especially uh, uh, their receivers dropping a couple passes. I think uh, the offensive line not doing too well. And we could talk about uh, Feliciano and his uh, his running spat there with Jalen Carter a little, a little bit. Uh, that's as, been fun to read. As well as uh, uh, him putting his teammates under the bus too. He also did that as well. Uh, but I get, at least he came out and apologized yes. and said, you know, uh, I did do that. I did put my teammates under the bus and, uh, you know, I was being drunk and angry and stupid. And so I apologize. So good on him yeah. for recognizing, you know, not doubling down on it, not being like, oh, I said what I said. You know, he was like, eh. got a little upset, got a little drunk, said some shit I shouldn't have said. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but him and the, and the Jalen Carter stuff is a completely other thing. Yeah. Uh but I mean if you notice, especially there in that overtime, when when they're down uh right there by the end zone on that third down play, the offensive line just let Chris Jones right to the backfield. Yeah. Didn't stop him. Caused him to rush the throw and the throw got overthrown. Because uh uh Jennings was wide open. Yeah. I mean that's 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 a touchdown. That's a catch right there. And if that's the case, then we're we're talking about a situation where, yeah, no, you're, you're talking about the Chiefs having to go. They said they were going to go for two afterwards. The overtime talk is a is another conversation we'll get into in just a moment. Uh, but, like, San Francisco had their opportunities. But, again, when you win, you win as a team. When you lose, you lose as a team. And this was a complete team effort for San Francisco to lose this game. Again, another game where they had a 10-point lead on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and lost. Yeah. And, uh you know, it's it's unfortunate, but and here we are, Jimbo. You we're, know what? We're talking about another dynasty. We went from one dynasty right to another. But, you know, you kind of alluded to it uh, a few seconds ago, and, you know, game got over. I, I watched some of the, the post-game uh, wrap-ups with Bill Cowher and all of them, and Bill Cowher at, at, at the time, I thought was was a very good statement. He said, Kyle Shanahan didn't lose this game. Chiefs just won it. Right. I agree. Until what was it? Yesterday came out that the players said that they didn't they weren't aware of the uh, it was rule even changes. After the game some of the players were saying that they didn't know that the uh the the overtime was different that it wasn't the bu- that that the Buffalo Bill rule yeah. for overtime was in effect uh and uh that even if they had scored a touchdown it wouldn't be which part of me then really wish San Francisco would have scored a touchdown. <laughs> To see half the bench start jumping up and celebrating like they want, and it's like, no, nope. eh, come down. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. I would have loved to have seen that. And you know, uh, fr- from hearing Bill Cowher's statement, I was ready to come on here to to defend Kyle Shanahan. You know, everybody, there's a lot of people's thinking, you know, can't he, can he never win the big one, and should he be on the hot seat next year, and all this other you know horse shit. But when you hear that, your 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 job as a head coach is to make sure all the players. Are prepared, and even on, on Pat McAfee's show today, uh, he was talking to one of the Kansas City players. It might have been Chris Jones that said, in preseason, Andy Reid goes over uh, overtime scenarios to be ready for games like this. 
Well, no, they said that, yeah, they, they went over that. And in the playoffs, they went over, they would spend two days, like in two day, like for two days during practice at the end of like practices or meetings and stuff like that, they would go over what they were going to do. They said that for the Super Bowl itself, they went over, over time. What would they do? What would happen if this happened? This is what they would do. If this happened, that's what they would do. And that's it. Apparently the plan was if they did get the ball second, they, you know, and the other team had scored a touchdown that if they scored a touchdown that they were going to go for two anyway. So the other team didn't get a chance for the sudden death third possession yeah. and, uh, and things like that. So, um, you know, and try to win, you'd win to lose the game there on the two point conversion. Um, you know, so it seems like, well, again, and this one thing we know about Andy is that his team is never not going to be prepared. Yeah. And that's, Again, it's hard to defend Kyle Shanahan if half your team doesn't know the rules. Um, you know, you you have to know what's going on in the game that you're playing. Yeah. And you have to prepare for all eventualities. That's what good coaching is. Um, now, I know he's also getting a lot of shit for taking the ball first. Yeah. Um, in which people are saying with this new kind of overtime, it's a lot better to know what you have to do instead of being that first team to to either score a touchdown or or a field goal. Or like, again, if you get a fourth down, you're probably going to punt it because you're going to, you know, you, if, like let's say they stopped them on third down in their 30, you know, on their own 30-yard line. I'd say it's fourth and seven from the 30. Like, yeah. you're not going to go for it there like you can't. <laughs> Meanwhile, as we saw with the Chiefs on their possession, because they were already down by three, it was fourth and one on their, I think it was like their 30 or somewhere close to there, somewhere around there. And you got to go for it because if you don't, you lose. Yeah. And of course they convert because they're the goddamn Chiefs. Yeah. Um, so, but, so I, I understand that point too. I do also understand the argument being made that uh, that San Francisco defense just got carved up on that final drive yes. uh, by the Chiefs and they were gassed. They were absolutely gassed. So you just had your defense get carved up. Probably should have lost the game on that drive. If there was two more ticks of that clock left, the Chiefs get another play and they probably win it. Yeah. Before mm -hmm. it even gets to overtime. So I can understand taking the ball, giving your defense a rest, trying to get, you know, thinking you can get the touchdown, force them to then have to get a touchdown, and then you can try to win on a third possession. Now, we know now that Kansas City wasn't going to let it get to a third possession. They were going to go for a two-point conversion. So yeah. all that's moot, but you don't know that at that time or whatever. So that's not the part that I will criticize Shanahan for. I think I think there is a legitimate argument for taking the ball first in that overtime, whether or not it's the smartest move, you can, I, again, we're having that debate, but I'm not going to blame him for that. I think there, like I said, there's, there's a legitimate argument for it. What you can't defend is having anybody, let alone about half your team, if not more than half, not know that the touchdown doesn't end it. Yeah. Knowing that these are the new rules this is the first new overtime rule since, you know, the, this is the Buffalo bills rule. Uh, uh, you know, that both teams get a possession no matter what. Um, the fact that your team didn't know that, that's inexcusable. And you can't have that. And yeah. you can't have that. And I don't think that's the team throwing him under the bus. 
Uh, again, you, you kind of hope that the team would kind of keep that to themselves, but it is what it is. But this also, you know, this harkens back to the day when when they uh, when the Eagles had a tie. And uh, who was it? Was it McNabb or Vic or somebody came out and said, I, I didn't know games could end at a tie. Yeah, Dominic you know, McNabb. Like, yeah, was that McNabb? I remember that. Oh. But he's like, oh, I didn't know games could end at a tie. It's like... It, it, it was probably the only time I ever screamed his name and called him a dumbass. Because, I mean, he, he was my boy. That's The thing funny about that, though, is that that was an Andy Reid coach team. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of a, a funny juxtaposition here. But... Um, you have to know the rules and it's if you don't it's the coach's job to make sure you do understand and i don't know maybe that's a thing that after that uh uh revelation by donovan mcnab all those years ago andy reed made sure that he was going to double down he was going to make sure that everybody knew yeah every eventuality all the rules that you needed to know and that's what we're going to do and so um that's a kudos for the Chiefs for knowing what they were going to do and for being prepared for it. Um, again, I'm not going to argue against Kyle Shanahan for taking the ball first. I think there's a legitimate argument for it, and I understand that. But you, your team has to know what the fuck is going on. Yep. And that's coaching, and that's bad coaching. And again, now we're sitting here talking. This is Kyle Shanahan. Three times in the Super Bowl, once as a coordinator, twice as a head coach, two time, uh, all three times having leads. One was a big lead as the yeah. offensive coordinator there with the Falcons, and he had two 10-point leads against the Chiefs, and, and he wasn't able to close it out. At some point now, you got to start thinking, is this guy somebody that can win the big one, or is he always going to find a way to choke it away? You know? And, and this is, you know, the same argument that you make about him is the same argument that I have about Lamar Jackson is the same argument people have had about players and coaches throughout history. Oh, they might be great and it might be good, but if they can't win in the biggest moments, when do you start looking at maybe moving on from them yeah. and seeing if you can find somebody to get you over that hump, you know, and, uh, you know, as as we look at it, you know, like like uh, like listen, I don't think you file fire Kyle Shanahan at all. No, right now that that I do agree with. But when you see, I mean, there's already Niner fans out there saying, "Listen, you got Belichick out there, you got Pete Carroll out there, you got Mike Vrabel out there." Maybe you take a shot to look at somebody, and maybe if they can, they can, they can push you across the finish line, because you know how many more opportunities are you going to get like this? Yeah, you know, and like spe especially Debo, especially being the loser of the Super Bowl, we always see the, the the Super Bowl hangover. We saw it with Philly. You know, but but you look at some like San Francisco has. I mean, this is their second Super Bowl they made. They've been in a, 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 a ton of NFC championship games. We know, unfortunately, what happened last year uh, where the Eagles uh, hurt Brock Purdy on purpose and uh, and was able to go ahead and uh, win the game from them. But God, I hope like, Travis Kinecki gets in a they fight. 
<laughs> they have all these opportunities. They're, you have opportunity after opportunity, whether it's NFC Championship games, whether it's actually getting to the Super Bowl. You have opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and you keep on wasting them. Yeah. Like, how do we get – like, I was just about to say, like, Debo Samuel is – he's getting more and more aware on him the more seasons go by here. Yeah. You know, George Kittle is starting to get more aware on him. You know – uh, uh, CMC is still at a MVP level, yeah. But, but how much longer? Like yep. you know, you you have to, you know, uh, you have to start looking at how much longer can you keep this up with these players and keep all these players and pay all these players. Like Brock Purdy's gonna need a significant raise. Yeah, very very soon. Um, and I think a lot of these players are. So you have to look at that, and you're not going to be able to keep everybody. And who are you going to keep? Who are you going to let go? Who's coming in? Who's not? Da, 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 da. Now, granted, John Lynch has done a great job as GM there. Yeah. Uh, but how how many more opportunities you're going to waste? And again, you have to start looking at. It's a legitimate question now of whether or not Kyle Shanahan can get you over that hump. And, and that's why I think next year. Next season, I think Kyle Shanahan falls into that Mike Vrabel of this past year. Can Vrabel finally get the team to the Super Bowl and all and win the big games? Next and year, next year is it's I I and I believe this. Um, and again, this might be you know right. This is right after the Super Bowl, so you know uh, you know with the recency bias and, and how things you look at everything. If it, it's if San Francisco wins the Super Bowl next year, or Kyle Shanahan gets fired. Yeah, no, they're going to move on from it. like you have to, because again, like I said, you 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 have this great core of players, and you've come up snake eyes every single time. Yep, like you're you're wasting these players, and I think part you, I think there's a there's a thought in Buffalo the same way of just like how long do we hold on to McDermott? You know, we've had this core, this 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 sense of like, we are a contender. We're, this is our time to win a Super Bowl, and not only we've only made the AFC Championship game once, and we keep on choking in either the wild card or the divisional round. Yeah, like they can't seem to get over that hump. So you're talking, what was it? It's been four years since Buffalo went to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, and they were all like, "Oh, we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back." They ain't been yeah, back. They haven't been back. You know, so you have to start looking at, you know, I think for both those teams, for a lot of these teams, it's like it's getting down to it where now Buffalo, again, I think if Buffalo doesn't at least make it to the Super Bowl next year, I think you got to look at moving on from McDermott. I think if San Francisco doesn't win in the Super Bowl, they have to win. Yeah. If they make it and lose, Kyle Shanahan's gone. Yeah. I'm sorry because. You, you know, you're going to talk about they went to three Super Bowls and what would be the last five years or six years, whatever it would be, uh, and lost all three of them. Like, you can't have them. Yeah. So I think it, it's for San Francisco, the the mission is clear. For Kyle Shanahan, the ultimatum is there. Yeah. You win the trophy or you find a new job. And he'll get a new job. I mean, listen, there's going to be plenty of places that need a coach, and he's a good coach. 
Yeah, but he, he but you have to win that with this team, with these weapons. Everybody wants to talk about well, Brock Purdy, he's not that special because look at all the weapons he has. Okay. Well, Kyle Shanahan has the same weapons, and they've stubbed their toe every goddamn season with these weapons. Yeah. So I let's, I'd even take it a step further that if Shanahan doesn't win the Super Bowl next year, he may be the next Spagnola. Very good, uh, very good coordinator. Probably never be a head coach again. All right, but coordinate. But even as a coordinator, he lost the biggest lead in Super Bowl history as a coordinator. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, not to, again. Goes to his resume. He's been. This is his third Super Bowl that he's been in as either a head coach or a coordinator. And in all three, he's lost double digit leads. Yeah. In all three of them. In one of them, he lost, what was it, 25 points? Yeah, 25, yeah. So, like, when you when you, uh, when you you start looking at that, it's like, yes, the, he can get you there, but can he get you over the hump? And I think that's the question. I mean, again, this is a question that is not new. This is not something that's, like, listen, people thought about this about Tom Landry and the Cowboys back in the 70s. Yeah. Like, there was that, they, they were the team that could get to the championship, but couldn't win it whether it was against the Packers, and then, oh, they finally went to a Super Bowl and lost to the Colts. Like, they, they were that team that couldn't get over the hump. Yeah. And people were like, is is this the team that can do it? Is Landry is Landry going to have to go? Do they finally they, – they switched out quarterbacks. They had uh, Craig Morton, and then they got Roger Stallback, who finally came back from his uh, naval service, and they were able to have him, and that's when they finally won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but uh, – you know, like this is not this is not anything new. You know, like look at the Vikings and Bud Grant. You know, they went to four Super Bowls and lost all four. Marv Levy and the Bills. Uh, you know, th- th- this this idea that oh, it's not fair. He got him to the Super Bowl. That's pretty good. It's like not when you have a, a a great team with great weapons and and all this stuff there ready for you. Yeah, like it's not good enough just to get there. You have to win. And, and that's the thing. Like, Kansas City's gone to now four Super Bowls. They lost one. Yeah. Granted, it was to Tom Brady. But, you know, like, they didn't, you know, they've gone to four. They didn't win all of them, but they've won three of them. Yeah. Twice against San Francisco. Uh, so, uh, so, nobody's talking about whether Andy Reid. And, again, Andy Reid's another one. Could get the Eagles to the NFC Championship game. Couldn't get them over the hump. Couldn't get them over the hump. Finally, they get the Super Bowl, lose the Super Bowl to Tom Brady and the Patriots, yeah. and then just couldn't get over the hump again. They got to another NFC Championship game, lost to the Cardinals. Couldn't get over that hump, you know? Then he goes to the Chiefs, and everybody's like, well, it's going to be the Chiefs. But he's Andy. You know, he'll get you there, but he's not going to get you over the hump. He's not going to get you over the hump. Finally got over that hump, and holy shit, it's been- <laughs> Floodgates open. <laughs> Just floodgates open now. You know what I mean? So, you know. Speaking of uh, Coach Reed, um, what's your opinion about the whole uh, Travis Kelsey almost spearing him? <laughs> nothing burger. It's a nothing burger. It happens. Yeah. It happens I mean, everywhere on the sidelines. It's happened throughout history. I mean, Jesus Christ. Let's look at everything that happened with Bill Parcells, Phil Sims. Let's yeah. look at everything that happened between. I mean, it, it happens. It happens. It's a football game. You're not I, I just, like, oh, if I did that at an office, I would be fired immediately. Yeah, but they don't work in an office. Yeah. They're football players. It's a highly emotional, highly charged game. 
And, you know, it, Kelsey thought that he should have been on the field to make the block during that play where, where uh, uh, San Francisco was able to cause the fumble. Yeah. You know, uh, 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 that's he, – he was – in, in a highly emotional state because he's like, this is the game I'm on. I should be out there. I should be the one doing that. Uh, I think this is getting blown up a little bit more than it should just because it's Travis. Travis, and not to, not to blame her, well, but Travis the, and Taylor. The, the Swifties, the, well, the not the Swifties, but the, the ones who, who, you know, claim to be Swifties and then are, are kind of not. Okay. Uh, they've kind of blown up on it too. They're like, oh my God. How could Taylor be with this man? Look at it. Look at what he's doing to that poor old man on the sideline. <laughs> he almost murdered him. Look at that. And you don't think that he's a violent man? He's going to be. How could Taylor support such a violent man doing this to the elderly? Oh my God. It's like, really? Kudos to Reed, though. I mean, yeah, he got, he got a little, he got bounced off his, his spot, but he didn't go down. So he's he still, stumbled, but yeah, listen, you got, you know, he came up from the side, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. But, but that's the other thing, too, is like, it it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I had no problem fine. with it. Yeah. Players and coaches yell at each other all the time. They get things get emotionally charged all the time. It's a fucking football game. Yes. It happens. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, geez, boy, these guys are not going to want to see what coaches did back in the day. <laughs> no. Go watch some of the old NFL films and see what Bill Parcells was doing. You know what I'm saying? The so Oklahoma drill. I don't think they could do that anymore. Uh, I don't know if they do that in the NFL anymore. They still, I think they still do it. I mean, high schools, I think, still do it. Yeah. I um, used to do that. I, I will way to settle differences. I'll I, tell you that. Yeah. I will say, I, I just want to give one thank, uh, thank you. Um, thank you, Gronk. Um, I chose, well... First, I picked you to make the kick, and then I said to the wife, I said, hey, I, I picked Gronk to make the kick because she kept on asking about it. She's curious what the portion would be, you know, this and that that you would get. And I said, well, you know, I, I, I think he's going to make the kick. And she's like, now, again, she watches football if I'm watching it, right? She don't go out of her own way to watch football. She goes, he's a wide receiver, isn't he? I'm like, yeah. He's a tight end, but tight yeah, end, but yeah, you know. So I'm like, all right, at least you're 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 close there. And uh, she's like, well, you got to put he's he's got to miss it because he's not a kicker. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, screw it. So I switched it over. Vandal gave us twenty five dollar free bets, uh, free bet money. So thank you, Gronk. He did, he did kick in high school. Did he? I yeah, will. I've seen the video going on. But also now there's a big conspiracy saying that FanDuel uh, rigged it. It's all rigged. Oh, really? It was clear. Some people say it was CGI. You could look, If you look at the football, you can see there's artifacting around it. And that was that. Or that they filmed two kicks, one that made it and one that didn't. And then they decided who did it oh, based okay. on which one was like, but it was like, it doesn't like that one was funny because they were like, oh, they decided to, to, to film both. And then put it out there for for who, whichever one had the less people on it. Yeah. And it was like, well, that doesn't matter because they were giving away ten million either way. Yeah. So it's not like they gave away less money. Well, I mean, it didn't matter. It was ten million either way. If if you so if you think about that, though, that, that just proves anything when it comes down to conspiracy theories is you're all fucking retarded. <laughs> well, sorry I, if that word offends you. I, I won't tell you any of my conspiracy are. theories about next season how it's going to be scripted the right way. 
Um, don't, don't get me off on a rant again. <laughs> if we do that again, I'm going to go off on a rant about all these assholes saying about all the rigged and the Taylor Swift and da 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 and all the other stuff and scripted. And I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I've got what, two, uh, I did two straight weeks of rants about this shit. I'm not going to do it again. You know, we, we said the first three quarters of the football game was pretty boring. Um, how about the commercials? There were a couple good ones. There were a couple good ones. Would you say it was it was what it was? But there were a couple good ones. Would you say what was it? Paramount Plus with uh, Patrick Stewart kick uh, throwing the guy. Yes, the one Patrick Stewart. That was that was that was a good one. It was a good one. It was like average, average. And then when they brought Creed in, I think that's what bumped it up for me. I think no, I thought it was pretty good all the way. Like you know, with the the people they had there, Tua was there, Drew Barrymore was there. Shut your face, Barrymore. Then, yes, Creed showing up was good. Then saying if only they had pig skin and you had Peppa Pig there, that was great. You <laughs> that, know? That's when I started uh, losing it. That was good. Like, the, the Paramount Plus one was good. Uh, I like A lot the... of Jesus. A lot of yes. Jesus. Yes. There was yes. a lot of Jesus and a lot of Timu. A lot of, lot of Marvel Jesus. Uh, <laughs> well, that's you started off the, the night with the – Deadpool teaser to go online to watch it, but it was like Super Bowl starting. I'm not going to go to fucking YouTube <laughs> yeah. and watch it. I'll watch it afterwards. So I did. I went after the game, went to YouTube, watched the trailer finally. Yeah. Uh, super stoked. Looks great. Uh, again, I think he might actually be Marvel Jesus to go ahead and try to save the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it's in trouble. Yeah. Lately, it's been uh, not the so greatest. I think this is going to help kind of reset everything and if you're going to do it you might as well do it with Deadpool so I'm excited for that yeah uh looks good I'm excited for that uh get over here you monkey and help me up <laughs> uh the other the other be commercial careful. be careful with that that's how Howard Cosell got canceled um <laughs> the other commercial that I liked and it's it's I know you're probably gonna not like it because it's my stupid humor was the homes.com one where um the guy overtook the the board room, and to celebrate, uh, he popped off the yeah, champagne. Like, I get, I get it. Like it's the you know because it's a it's a it's the same company that's the apartments dot com except yeah. homes dot com. So, um, I just lost. I, I was laughing when the when he popped off the champagne and shot through the the glass and almost hit all the board members and shit. Uh, like again, yeah, that one, that one didn't tickle me. Didn't yeah. tickle my fancy. My stupid humor. Uh, like I said, there wasn't, there wasn't too many. I'm trying to remember like which ones really got me. Um, I'm not sure if it, like you know the Arnold Schwarzenegger State Farm one was okay. Yeah. You know, neighbor, get to the chopper. Like I get it. Like all right, that was fine. But like it was okay um, with the. You know, I really wish we could go to Super Bowl and then they cut to the scene of a live scene of them at the at the game. What 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 commercial was that? Uh Bud Light, I think it was. It was one of the beer commercials. Uh I don't I don't remember I might have been pissing for that one, so I don't okay. know. Okay. Yeah, they they ended up getting a let's just say it's Bud Light, a Bud Light genie, and that would grant whatever wishes they wanted. And you know, this guy was fortune you know, he asked for fortune, this guy asked for that, this guy asked for that. And finally, the last one was, I wish I could, I wish we could be at the Super Bowl right now. And he snapped his fingers and it cut to a live scene of them up in the, one of the suites. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, like I said, it wasn't the greatest, but it was, it was okay. It's clever. That's clever. I'll give him clever. But, uh, but, you know, this is the other thing too, is 
Um, I was never so much a commercial guy. Like, you know, I, I, I love the art of commercials. Obviously, I love doing graphics and graphic arts and uh, any of that kind of commercial art I do, I love. Yeah. Um, logos, things like that. So, you know, I love the creative process. I love seeing things be clever. Clever commercials were always good. I like seeing that. Um, but a lot of times, like when, when it's the Super Bowl, man, I am focused on the game. Like, I really am. No, I am too. So unless you really blow me away with a commercial, like I'm not like again, I'm sitting here trying to remember like what were some of the good or funnier commercials that were that were there. And uh, you know, the Christopher Walken one was actually pretty good. That was good, yeah. I forget which one was that Lexus or It was one yeah. of the one of the car companies. Yeah. But here's the thing, I don't remember the car company. But I remember it was Christopher Walken with everybody doing the impressions of Christopher Walken. Like, I get it. That was kind of, you know, all right, I got it. That, that one kind of got a chuckle out. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, a couple of them. But, you know, again, I'm not the, like, I'm not E. I'm not ET. I'm not E News. I'm not, you know, uh, TMZ. I'm not somebody here that's going to rank the commercials yeah. or, or see all that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a sports guy. Uh, and like I said, I did like the Paramount Plus commercial. That was actually pretty clever, pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm honestly trying to remember some of the commercials and, and yeah, the the, the ones I remember simply because the amount they posted them was the goddamn Timu ad, like which it, you know is is the Wish version of Wish, yeah. you know, uh, just a bunch of disgusting, you know, drop shipped packages uh, that are cheaply made terrible all come from china and are probably made by slave labor and are also probably super toxic so yeah. and you'll be lucky if you ever get them yeah so i mean there, there's a lot there so they spent all those billion dollars and singing about how you can shop like a billionaire uh but you'll be lucky if you ever see the stuff you buy and then if you do buy it, it's going to be absolute trash quality uh made by child labor uh and most likely will give you cancer so <laughs> I don't care how much money you spend on your ad, how cute it is, and how many times you play it. It's not going to be good. Also, um, who the fuck knew Jesus had that much money? <laughs> the first Jesus time, was all over this Super Bowl, baby. First time, the he first time it came on, I was like, is this like a movie that's coming out or something? And then when it finally kicked in, I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's very confusing, and, and, and you know. Also, a lot of it looks like AI art, which yeah. is, uh, first of all, as a graphic designer, as a logo maker, as a graphic artist, uh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, and not only that, but a lot. If you go on to social media, a, a lot of your uh, evangelicals out there uh, found that commercial to be not so much religious, but more satanic than anything, <laughs> uh, because that's not the message that Jesus would want to send. Uh, so. Uh, that's what I mean. I'll I leave that debate to social media and to all you people out there who <laughs> love debating religion and stuff. There's there's few things we'll talk about on this show yeah. uh, that we won't talk about on the show. Uh, religion, one of them. Politics, the other. Yeah. So uh, enjoy that social media <laughs> sphere because not touching it, not touching it with temper full. All I'm saying is that Jesus has a lot of dough because he spent about $30 million dollars overall on those ads that that ran because there was about six or seven ads so yeah. and i think it was seven million a pop for the ads was this year that much so, yeah i think uh, it was seven million for a 30 second ad so uh a lot of money a lot of money spent and hey jimbo 
We talked about it. I said, if at any point they got over two hundred million, watch out because the NFL is going to get a lot more richer than you thought. Well, what was it? Two hundred two. Uh, it was at at peak watching. Uh, at some point, people at some point either watch all or some of the Super Bowl was two hundred and two point three million people. Yep. Unique viewers, as they like to put and, and to put that in perspective, average, 330 million people live in the United States. I think we're up to 380 now. Was it 380? We're, we're at 380. Still, yeah. You're so, still so well so, above a, uh, 50%. We're talking about roughly half to a little more than half yeah. of all of America was watching the Super Bowl. That's a giant fucking number. Yeah. That is a giant number. Uh, the act, the average viewer uh, ratings were, I believe, uh, 125 That's- million, 123, 125, something like that, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, but they got their peak of over 200. Uh so that's another thing too for for everybody out there who was like, "This is a boring Super Bowl. I'm not going to watch it." Taylor Swift is there boycotting it. This sucks. Shut the fuck up. You watched it. We know you watched it. The numbers show you watched it. It's you're, you're not fooling anybody. You watched the fucking game. We see you. We see you, you lying sons of bitches. <laughs> and there's going to be a couple of people that will chime into you, be like, "Well, I, I only chimed in. For, uh, I only watched it for like five minutes. You still watched it. You're you still tuned it. in. You were still there." You were still there. You still watched it. Yeah. Uh, so the NFL, the NFL's, uh, the, the next deal that goes through, the next licensing deal, because here's the other thing, too. It's it's only going to get bigger. And on Pat, Again. On Pat McAfee's show, they said that they are doing another playoff game, which is going to be on Amazon this upcoming season. Yes, Amazon got the wild card game. Yeah. Uh, the the auction for that, so Amazon will be doing that, uh, which I figured, and that's better anyway, because I, I mean, at least Amazon's already established as having Thursday night football. Yeah, like it's not like you have to go to another exclusive. Like it's not like they're being from somewhere else and being exclusive. See, NBC would show the games, and it would also be on Peacock. Yeah, and then last year for the wildcard game, they said, "Oh, you want to watch this game? Well, normally we do NBC and Peacock, but." You know what? No, now you only need Peacock. I think that's what pissed people off. Yeah. Amazon is, well, you've always had to have Amazon to watch Thursday Night Football. So now you're getting, you know, you're, you're, you're already going to have Amazon. So that's fine. Like that doesn't, I don't think that bothers me. I'm sure people will bitch about yeah. it anyway. But uh, now the, the I believe the Brazil game that's going to happen that Friday after uh, opening Thursday Okay. Uh, with your Philadelphia Eagles, uh, that one is still up for auction. That one hasn't been assigned yet or or granted to anybody. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but again, speaking of that, again, you have the Brazil game next year. Yeah. Uh, on top of all the other international games uh, that are going to happen in the UK, and I believe Germany's getting uh, more as well. Uh, then next year is uh, not next year, but the year after. Uh, 2025 is Spain. Okay. Madrid, they're at the Camp Nou. Uh, they're going to have an NFL game there. Uh, so you're you're talking about the NFL is expanding 
their reach. They're expanding their viewership. Yep. And that's here's the other thing you got to think of is that now you're talking about more broadcasting rights, international broadcasting rights, more money, more money is going to come in, which means the salary cap's going to go up, which means salaries are going to go up, which means, I mean, just, which means ticket prices are going to go up. Everybody's going to be making more and more and more money. These owners are going to be making more money. Players are going to be making a hell of a lot more money. Like we're, we're going to get to the point now where the bare minimum of just being on an NFL roster is going to get you a million dollars. Yeah. Like we're almost already there. Like the, the, I think the bare minimum right now is, I think somewhere like what what what's Brock Purdy making? Like eight hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, I was going to say like eight eighty. Base. Like somewhere around there, and I yeah. think that's the that's the lowest that there is for just being on an NFL roster. Yeah. So, um, like we're almost there anyway. Yeah. So uh, it may so be higher I mean, than a million. We're we're fast approaching this fact where you just being on an NFL roster as a fourth string guy or just a special teams guy or a backup special teams guy or something like that, just being there, yeah, is going to make you a millionaire. That's crazy <laughs> to think about. That's absolutely crazy to think about, but we're there, and it's only going to go up. It's only going up. The NFL is just at this point; it is a juggernaut. It reminds me a lot of Taylor Swift. <laughs> just when you think she can't get any bigger, that bitch gets bigger. <laughs> and just like the NFL, just when you think you can't get any bigger, it gets bigger. Yeah. And uh, and it's going along those. And that's it. You look at some of these other leagues, and like the NBA, it's up and down. It's you know not like that. The NHL. God, they need some marketing help. Yes. They really do. The NHL needs marketing help. Baseball is fucking dead. <laughs> baseball is so dead. I thought you were going to say baseball's baseball, back. I don't know if you can resurrect baseball. I have no idea. I don't think you can. Baseball is so dead. Yeah. And just the sporting landscape of this. Baseball, in my mind, is below hockey at this point. No, I, I agree. I'm yeah. sorry. It's so bad. I mean, I... Um, oh, God. Go ahead. No, go right ahead. Go I right was going to say, obviously, NFL number one. You know, since I've been following hockey now for a few years now, I I would say hockey's number two. I would I would put them over NBA. Personally, I, I personally I like hockey more than I do like the NBA, uh, but I, I I think depending on the day, you can go back and forth and see you know like you know NBA. NHL, which one's better to watch, which one gets better ratings, all this kind of stuff. The NBA gets more push from ESPN than the NHL does, which I think is annoying to a lot of hockey fans. Yeah. Um, and again, th this goes to the entire marketing problem that the NHL has. Um, but the one thing the NHL has over, I think, any other sport is the playoffs. I think the NHL playoffs body everybody, even the NBA. Yeah. The NHL playoffs are magnificent. And it's the one thing I think everybody looks for. So from when you're talking about from like April to June, I think the NHL is untouched. I really do. Yeah. Uh, but so you have an argument like you have the NFL is clearly number one by a mile. Then I think number two and number three, you could have an argument about the NBA and NHL, depending on who you are, what you like. There's people going to say NBA clearly by a mile. You can have other people say the NHL is better or they feel like it's, it's the second league or whatever. It's, you, you could toss that up, but honestly, unless you're talking to like hardcore baseball people, yeah, the baseball is so distant as a fourth, yeah, like ratings wise, what people like, like it's just, baseball is just not doing it. And I'm sorry, like 
162 games? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Nobody cares. Like, you start your season in the end of March, and it ends halfway through November. I was going to say, yeah, November now. Nobody cares. You're talking about – I did not only that, but you have this 162-game season. And then at the, the playoff time, everybody gets in. Yeah. So what's the fucking point? <laughs> yeah. What's the point of having all these games? Yeah. And especially if you look at the last couple of years, is that teams that haven't won their division end up making it to the World Series or winning the World Series. Nobody cares. Like, baseball is broken. Yeah. Baseball is so broken. It, it needs help. They need to cut down the games. They need to cut down on the amount of playoff teams. That get. You either have to cut down on the games and keep the playoffs as it is. No, you have to cut down the games anyway. I think either way. You have yeah. to cut down on the amount of games. You, got, I mean, you have to cut down on the amount of games. Make it 100 games. Yeah. Make it 110, something. But it you it can't – like, it, baseball is so boring and drags. And that's the thing is, like, it, wh- why do I care what happens on July fucking 26th yeah. in, in Anaheim or in Baltimore, whoever, like, who, who wanted the World Second? Who did – who gives a shit? Yeah. Nobody cares. It has no bearing on the season. It has no bearing on anything. Like it's so like baseball and baseball having that many games mattered when there was nothing else going on. Yeah. When baseball was it. And and listen, baseball was it for a hundred and hundred and twenty five years in this country. Baseball was it. It was tops. You couldn't beat baseball. Uh but listen, times change. And Baseball has been struggling. I want to say for close to fifty years now. Yeah, like baseball has not been worth a goddamn. Especially, I want to say in the last ten to fifteen years. Definitely, baseball has not been on the radar for anybody. Yeah, uh, you know, and you can sit there and talk about it all you want and say, "Oh, baseball's great. Oh, you're stupid for that." That's fine. Whatever. Numbers don't lie. You know, yeah. and and it's just. And listen, you're talking to somebody who, who grew up a Yankees fan. I loved the Yankees. I loved what you know, the Yankees were, you know, in, in my teenage years, in my high school years, the Yankees were winning World Series at the World Series. I was huge into baseball. I loved it watching, you know, uh, Jeter and Posada and Andy Pettit and Bernie Williams and uh, Mariano Rivera, like yeah. all that. Loved it. You know, I was, you know, like, you're not talking to somebody who hates baseball yeah. or who ever hated baseball, but just as time goes on, it's just like it it, it became more, you know. It just but even never then, changed. in the midst of loving baseball, in the middle of summer, who cares? Yeah. Because the games didn't mean anything. If you t- if you shorten the season, you make the games mean more. Then it's like, all right, this is an important game. This is an important game. This is okay. This means a little bit more. You have 162 games. Nobody cares. And then at the end of the season, everybody makes the playoffs anyway. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. You play all these games and it's like, all right, well, we lost all these games. We're only won 82 games, but we're still going to get in as a wild card. And we still get in. And then we, you know, just those are the games that matter. Well, if those are the only games that matter, then at the end of the season, then what do the other 162 fucking mean? They don't. Yeah. And I think that's the problem that baseball finds themselves in now is that they've, they've, or they have a diluted product anyway. And now you're talking about with the with this expanded playoffs they've done, 
you've now made the 162 games, which is already a diluted schedule to begin with, you've made it even more meaningless. Yeah. It already means it means so much less now. So who cares? Yeah. Sorry to offend any of the baseball people that watch this, but your sport is in trouble. It's in serious trouble. And I don't know if it's because of your commissioner, who's a big dumb dipshit in Manfred, <laughs> you know, or or just, you know, you, you're, you're trying to hold on and be like, tradition, this is how it's always been. Well, something's got to change because your sport is fucking dying. Yeah. To the point where the Oakland A's said, you know, clearly they're leaving Oakland because that the, the Oakland Coliseum is a fucking shit dump, literally. Yeah. That place fills up with sewage every day. So they said, we're moving to Las Vegas, put their plans in. Las Vegas said, this isn't going to work. Try to work it out with Oakland. Las Vegas doesn't want you. Las Vegas, you're talking about a city that has a chance to have a fourth ma- or, or third major league team, a baseball team, basically saying, we want to move to Las Vegas. We're making our attention on we're going to Vegas. They put their plans into Vegas, and Vegas said, you know what? We're good. <laughs> that's that's, that's bad. how shitty your sport is. Yeah. That's how bad your sport is. Is that you have a city on the rise as a sporting city that's looking to have teams come there, whether they be expansion or relocation, and they said, No, thank you. Yeah. Work it out with the city you're from. Which that's not gonna work out either. So now the A's are in a pickle because the A's are like they're, the Arizona they're basically Coyotes. homeless. They got nowhere to go. Yeah. But, um. So to kind of to get away from baseball, uh, one last thing before we end the show, um, do you want to do a NHL W pick for this weekend and take both of us take our fan fandom out of it and try to pick it as a biased? Uh, let's see here. Well, first of all, Jimbo, if we're going to do Dubby picks, why don't we tell people about Dubby? Okay. Why don't we tell the good people what Dubby is and what Dubby does? What does Dubby do, Jimbo? What is, well, first of all, what is Dubby? Dubby is a, a energy drink. And when you think of an energy drink, you're thinking, all oh, you know, it's full of sugar and everything. It actually does not have any sugar in it. Um, helps you focus to make your, your NHL picks or during gaming, you know, uh, unfortunately d- didn't help me last Friday during my, uh, I racing race. Um, got a couple penalties, cursed out a couple people. Um, but whoops. Yeah. <laughs> um, but see, that's you. That's not the dubby's fault. No, that's, that's just you. That's just my dumbass. You fault. were focused. You were just focused as you ran your car into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you head over to w.gg and look at all their products, they have different flavors. The one you see right here right now is the um, the orange orange cream flavor. It's called Callow Cream. Um, they also have King's favorite, the Dub Sludge, dub which sludge. is like, like a, a green apple. Dub Sludge, baby. So, you know, you go over, you, you, you decide what you want to get, and when you go to do the checkout, in the promo code box, you type in ST Sports 18, all capital letters, and you'll get 10% off. I think, Look at I, did, that. I think I did that pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Don't, you know, listen, it has that neuro factor, which again, 
that's not to blame for how bad you did in the iris. No. Uh, you know, you have the neurofactor, you have no sugar, you don't have the crash. Uh, and the flavors are delicious. Like I said, I'm an apple guy, so the dub sludge is great. You have that orange, orange, uh, orange creamsicle flavored one, uh, uh, which is good. And I'm not saying that you can or that you should mix some of these with alcohol, but it's not bad. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not bad. That's not that's not officially sanctioned by Dubby. No, but I'm just saying, it's not bad. Uh, you know. So anyway, and like Jimbo said, go to w.gg. You go into the promo code box there, ST Sports 18, all caps, get 10% off of your entire order. Jimbo, you want to talk about the stadium series? Yes. Now, again, there's two games that are happening with this stadium series at MetLife. There's the one on Sunday at 3 o'clock, yes. which is the Rangers and Islanders. Uh, that's not the one we're concerned about. No. Fuck uh, the Rangers. And yeah. I don't mind the Islanders, but holy shit, are those sweaters they have fucking <laughs> yeah. terrible. Uh, I'm just going to put that out there as as a, as a jersey nerd, as a logo nerd, as somebody who likes sweaters, jerseys, uniforms, and logos. Uh, holy shit! So many ways you could have went with it, and you went with the worst option possible. So I'll just say that. Uh, but the game that we're interested in, the game that we are actually going to, yes, will be on Saturday night, 8 p.m. in 24 fucking degree weather. <laughs> At MetLife Stadium. Hopefully a little bit of flurries. What's that? So hopefully a little bit of flurries. I think that make the, the game a little bit more cool. I think I, I believe the flurries are happening earlier in the day. Yeah. So it would be cool if yeah. it happened there at night. Uh, but I, I, I don't think so. But uh, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. You never know. Weather, weather is always fluid, uh, unlike gender. Uh, oh, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. Yep. I'm going to trouble with that one. I'm going to have to put the beep uh, over your mouth now. Uh. <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers, your Philadelphia Flyers against my New Jersey Devils. Devils favored by one and a half, by a goal and a half, goal and a hook. That's kind of, you know, usual yeah. uh, uh, how it is. Uh, over under is five and a half goals. Uh, okay. Jimbo, looking at it from your perspective, uh, who you got and why? I'm going to... You're going to say because you're a Flyers fan, but I'm going to go with the Flyers. Um, I think Konechny, and I hope uh, Tippett's playing. I think he's a little banged up. I think I saw it today. Um, I think if those two get going, they'll be able to put two or three goals up just themselves. Um, I'm hoping as a, a, a hockey fan that this game's like a 3-2. I, th- I think a 3-2 hockey game like that is a lot more entertaining than watching like a seven to five or you know seven to six. Like I like a low scoring hockey game. So, but I'm going Flyers three two. All right, you got Flyers winning three to two. Um, to me, the biggest if with this game is Devils goaltending. Like it's been all year. Okay. The Devils goaltending is a fucking problem. Sometimes. It can be good. And if not good, at least serviceable. Okay. Uh, other times it's downright fucking awful. Now, the Devils have put together back-to-back wins for the first time in a long time uh, in beating Seattle and uh, Nashville earlier this week. Okay. So there's a bit of feeling of, well, maybe we're starting to put it together. Maybe we're making strides. I don't know. 
the Devils offense is amazing. I think the Devils offense is maybe one of the best offenses in the league. Again, the problem is defense and goaltending. If the Devils can get even serviceable goaltending, I think the Devils can win this game. Okay. Unlike you, I don't think this is low scoring. I think simply because of the Devils' goaltending situation, (laughs) as has been the case many times this year, the Devils are going to have to put up some goals to try to win this game. I think that five-and-a-half goal over-under, I think that's getting shattered. Really? I think that's getting shattered. Wow. Uh, I think... I'm going to give the win to the Devils. Okay. I don't think they cover the one and a half. I don't think they cover the one and a half. So if you're going by the spread, I would that's picking the Flyers. Because I think it's a one-goal game. Okay. Uh, but I would take the over. I got the Devils beating the Flyers 6-5. to five. Wow. I'm gonna I think add, it'll be a good one. I'm going to add one other thing. And I okay. said this earlier in the in the, the the episode, my Gronk money, and I teased you a little bit on Facebook today. I am putting my Gronk money. Do you know what team I'm putting it on? I, I, I know who you're putting it on. Who? Flyers. No, Devils. What did I say? All, I, like I just told you, I think it's a bad choice. <laughs> what did I say all NFL season? Reverse psychology. I'm okay told, losing I, the I, free listen, money. <laughs> like I told you, I, uh, I'm telling you, like... <laughs> I, I think either whether it goes your way and the Flyers win, you lose your money. Or if the Devils win by one, like I say, you're still going to lose your money. <laughs> no, so, I'm, I'm doing straight up money line. Oh, you're going to do money line? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, all right, we'll see. <laughs> so it's a win-win we'll for me. <laughs> How drunk do you think Joe Jonas is? Because he's not having – Joe Jonas is not having a good couple months here. Because they go on at 6.30, then they play during the intermissions, I believe, too. Um, uh, I don't know. I know that Gaslight Anthem is going to be there ooh. for the Devils. And uh, if the Devils score, they're actually going to play the Devils' goal song yeah. uh, live, which is I'm excited for. That's going to be fun. Hopefully, we score and score a lot. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that'll be pretty cool. I'm a little pissed at the, uh, the pregame stuff. Uh, they're going to have the- I think the Jones brothers are pregame, but... Joe's not having a good time. Apparently, Super Bowl weekend, he he was getting uh, he was he was drunk and heckling or something in some kind of crowd, and uh, you know, again, he uh, he he's he's uh, he's not doing well with the whole divorcing <laughs> Sophie Turner thing, and, and oh, now he's right. also made enemies with uh, his ex Taylor, who it looked like they had made up and and were doing well, but apparently, since that divorce happened, that's happened. Like he's just and and he's just. So could we? He's po- just a mess. Could we so. potentially have like a wedding singer moment there, where he just? I want that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like how 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 could all of a sudden now seeing the Jonas Brothers could be cool. Like if you see that some bitch stumble around the stage or something, like let's go. <laughs> like all of a sudden, it's like not not that I'm rooting for somebody to have a bad day, no. bad mental moment, but you know, listen, if we have to suffer to the Jonas Brothers, at least make it entertaining. For yeah, us. that's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, um, I, I think that's gonna be it for this week. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, that, it's funny for, for the post-Super Bowl show, we didn't talk too much about this. Like, it was what it was, you know? Again, first three quarters, 
sucked. First two quarters was <laughs> a slog to get through. It was. It was a slog. Yeah. So, uh, till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo. It's your boy King. We're out. Rangers suck. Flyers swallow. Fuck the devils. 